American football in Finland. The voice in your ears is Perfect Purvis, and this is American football in Finland. Today, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Coach Q, Spencer Cutlin, and Chris Green. We got a whole new show, fellas. What's going on, guys? Everybody say what's up. What's up? What's going on? What's up? What's up? <laughs> How's it going, guys? You good? The AFF podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Podbean, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. Seriously, though, American Football in Finland is currently available on more than 25 different platforms. So wherever you listen, be sure to rate us. Anything less than five stars will tell us that you are a hater. Welcome to season seven, the season seven of AFF. And just want to take the time personally to apologize to our audience for the lack of podcast consistency last season. We got caught up in the social media game, you know, likes, clicks and all that. And we lost sight of what really matters, talking football. So we're back to the basics this year. Uh, we'll be here each week giving people what they want. So before we even get into the show, let's talk about off-season. How was everybody's off-season? Tell us a little bit about what you've been doing and how excited you are to be back. Hey, uh, my off-season has been great. I became a dad. Oh, so, congratulations. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Congrats. Yeah. yeah, so I got a little broke roommate now. But yeah, that's how my off-season went, man. It's pretty much a... Uh, definitely different for me from what I'm used to, but you know, new life. What about you, Spence? What's going on with you? Oh, my uh, first season without football, which is odd, but uh, you know, we, we move on and all that jazz, so that's why I wanted to come back into this to you know get back into it in some facet, facet. but yeah, just uh, just living basic life to be honest, nothing too special, nothing going on, the weight's going up, the age is going <laughs> up. So uh need some youth back in me. So uh hopefully we get it from the pod. Yeah. What about you, Chris? Um, well, I've I've just secured my first permanent teaching job as well mm. in the off season. So I'm I'm teaching PE full time now here in the UK, living the dream. Okay, and, okay. Yep, yeah, yeah. And I've been um commentating on the the UE Bullets University live streams on their home games uh, every game this season. And they had a lot of American scholars this year, so it was a real good level of football. And they got to the championship game and won the championship game against UON. And it was a fantastic game, a real good spectacle for the sport as well. If anyone managed to catch that, it was a good game. I mean, if anybody knows me, y'all know in Aussies, I hibernate. It's cold as shit in Finland, so excuse my <laughs> language. You know, I stayed in Lati. This is where I was. I don't like to tell my business. Everybody else is sharing, so I'll share a little bit. You know, December through January, I was out of here. I was actually in the States in Texas and Miami um, doing some work, getting that good weather in. Came back to this, you know, Finnish winter. Took a, a quick trip to Amsterdam with the AFF Team Revolution 7-on-7 squad. Almost won a championship out there. That was super fun, you know, working with the kids. Hadn't done that in a while. Um, but other than that, you know, taking care of my family and hibernating. That's me. If y'all want to see anything else I'm doing, you know, follow me on the Instagram at Perfect Purpose, and, you know, that's how you follow me. So uh, we'll get on into the show, guys. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, let's talk about last year's number four seed um, going into the playoffs, the Sinioki Crocodiles, and how they can get back to the playoffs and even make a run for the Maple Bowl. Chris, what are some big changes for this team? Big changes for them. They've made some good sign-ins. So they have signed Thomas Anthony Costa. I'm going to butcher his surname here, but Anesidius. Uh, he's a Belgium Belgian player. Uh, he actually played at the Bristol Academy Pride, uh, where I'm from as well. Oh, yeah. So I do know okay. about him. I've seen him play. He is, a, he is a young baller. He's also played at the Marburg Mercerys, the Stockholm Me Machines, Barcelona Dragons as well, and the Mercutio Cobras in Spain. So he has got a lot of experience. Young guy, real hungry defensive back, quick player, reads the game well. I think he's definitely one to watch for this season. Um, they've also signed defensive lineman, a U.S. player, Seth Zinson. Zinson. He went mm. to Central Lakes Junior College and then he transferred to Bemidji State University, which is a D2 school. So I think generally as well in Europe, you find that the D2 and D3 athletes do better over here historically. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that is. Oh, I'll tell you, know. you why. Hold on. Let's pause it right there, guys. I'll tell you exactly <laughs> why D2, D3, NAIA players do better in Europe. It's because they're they're accustomed to the struggle. D1 players, D1 AA, me and myself as a D1 AA, the culture shock is crazy going from organization where basically everything you need is available and offered you don't even have to ask. It's giving to you. You know, you go work out. When you're done working out, there's somebody handing you a post-workout shake. And then you come over to Europe and you're like, where did I get my ankles taped? And they're like, uh, you got to figure that out on your own, buddy. Our mm. trainer knows how to check you for injuries, but they're not wrapping your ankles. And if they do, what is pre-wrap? Never heard of it. I've yet to see anybody with pre-wrap out here. I mean, if you got pre-wrap, you can sell that thing. That, that's like crack out here. You can sell pre-wrap, make a, a killing on the, as a side hustle. D1, D1 AA guys, they, they just come from a little bit more of a, I wouldn't say pampered. I mean, they work hard. The extra stuff that you're given in the States that you think are necessities, you come to Europe and find out that most teams can't give you that experience outside of the football. It's not about the competition. It's about the stuff outside. And you'll find out that players that don't have that it, like they don't perform as well. If you've played a certain way for so long, four or five years playing against the best competition, but every time you need a rep, there's enough guys to rotate that you don't get tired. You come to Europe, you got to keep going, keep going. Your fatigue is a little bit higher now because you have to do more reps. Guys that play one way come to Europe and they're asked to play special teams and be a starter. D2, D3 athletes, they that's what they've been doing for four or five years. Yeah. They've been taping themselves. They found a plug so they can get their cleats for cheap. So when they come over here, they already know how to, you know, finesse the system. So you get a lot of these guys that are D2, D3 players, they're a little bit more humble, a little bit more hungry. If you're looking for players, I say don't look D1 AA or, or FCS or FBS. Don't go D1. Go D2, D3. Athletically, they're actually very similar. It's just quantity and density. A D1 school has 55 star athletes. A D1 AA has 25. A D2 has 15, or they're the same quality or caliber athlete, but they don't fit the measurables. D1 quarterback, he's 6'4, 6'5. If you get a D2, D3, he's 5'10, 5'11. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely think that if Sayoki, if anybody, anybody knows how to get the right players to their program, Sayoki Crocodiles know how to do it.
the third yeah, guy yeah. I looked at was uh, Amara Burks. So another defensive back from Adams State University in Colorado. Again, another D2 guy. Um, and then he transferred to the University of Ottawa in Arizona, which is an NAIA school. I guess he's going to adapt to that culture that we have over in Finland. And he also played basketball and did athletics at school as well. So, you know, he's going to be an absolute athlete. Called track and field, guys. Track and field. Track and field. <laughs> they call it yeah, athletics. <laughs> on the European side of the world, obviously they call it athletics, but uh, we usually have a lot of Americans that listen to the show. Track and field, guys. Track and field. That's what we call it. So I am now joined by Senioki Crocodiles running back, CP15 Bishops, Empower We Trust, the man himself, Mr. Christian Powell. How you doing? Oh, what a great intro. I appreciate that, man. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. You know, just out here getting ready for another year. Good to be on. Yeah, great to have you on the show. So before we get into the interview, how's the offseason been? Talk to me. What have you been up to? Oh, man, it's been it's been going, you know, obviously been working out, training, trying to get ready for this year. Um, I've been coaching. You know, I help coach the, the young ones over there in San Diego, too, mainly the U13, but Kind of helped the youth around. Just on the side, been working on building my own brand and company based around working out, training, what I like to do, and launching a product on there. Been busy, but it's been good. Nice grinding on and off the field. So we like to hear. Um, so can you give us a quick bio about you, about yourself? So like, where you're from, what school you attended, um, any previous your playing history, and like, what accomplishments have you achieved in your career so far? So uh, I attended the University of Colorado, um, where I started, where I went for four years. I started playing my true freshman year. And um, yeah, while I was up there, I won a few few team awards, like Offensive Player of the Year, Outstanding Player of the Year Award, like things like, can't remember off the top of my head, but it was a few accolades. I was, I was pretty cool. And I sat out for a year after, you know, um, I initially had to try out with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I went to their mini camp and training camp. Things just didn't work out. So I Took a year off of playing, just figuring out what I wanted to do. And uh, that's where I landed out here. First year, I was just looking for an opportunity to play again and get my career going again. And you see, one year turned to five. So, you know, that that's where it's at. And that's where we are today. Mm, nice, nice, nice. So year five for you back in Senayoki. What factors contribute to you coming back to the Crocodiles this season? Uh, man, it's just, it's been a great place, like off the field, especially they, they really have been since day one, they've been shown, shown to be there for you. They've been helpful, like throughout any process, anything I needed, anything I needed help with, like they've been a, a great contribution to me establishing a life in, in Europe. So as, as well as on the field, we've been working together, you know, just rebuilding the organization, kind of get it going upward. And so I think it's just a relationship that we've built over the past five years. It's just been a great place to be in. Yeah, I think a lot of a lot of imports don't realize how important that is because you know that I've heard stories of some t some guys going to some team getting treated poorly or not getting what they've been promised and maybe accommodation not being up to scratch. So it's it's nice to have that relationship as well, and I do think that is an important factor as well. So just like you said, as much as you want to play, like the life outside of the field is just as important. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, nice. So how have you felt the preparations have gone so far on the offensive side of the ball um, in the preseason? I think it's been good. You know, we're all kind of coming in, integrating, learning a new system. We have a new head coach in the building, so we're kind of we're learning, we're learning a different system. So I think, but I think we have a lot more experience on that side where guys are going into their third year, second year, fourth year, things like that. So 
kind of putting it all that together. Everybody's working to fit, really figure out their role, master the role, and seeing how to like do it collectively. You touched on the offense, a different scheme this year. So are you working anything specifically in practice that we didn't see last season? We talk a lot about um, empower we trust and, you know, you put the team on your back quite a lot with, with the run game and the solid run game that you have up in the crops. You know, what can we expect this year? Is there anything different? It's a new system. So we're kind of learning how to how to integrate it with all of our styles. So but you'll definitely see us, you know, try and maintain a balanced office. Try and get guys more involved in the passing game, which they've been doing a tremendous job this offseason. You know, I think it's just kind of collectively coming together as an offense and making it run like a, a well-oiled machine. Obviously, the ultimate goal is always winning the title, the Maple Bowl. You know, but what individual goal do you have yourself to make sure that you do your part this season? Uh, my goal is always to, to be better than I was last year. I always look at ways I can improve, like look at little things that could have been a, a big difference that I see personally. So my main goal is just to be better and improve on things from last year, you know, and just try and elevate my game even more. Nice. Appreciate that. So who do you think is going to be your toughest opponent this season? And why do you think? Uh, that, that's a tough question. Like we have a well-balanced league, you know, it's, it's a lot of, a lot of big signings you see. Yeah. Well, so it's going to be a good competition. And, uh, but I mean, if I have to, if I have to answer off the top, I know we played Quopio three times last year. Kind of, we had good moments, we had bad moments, but I think you know they're just uh, since I've been here, they've been like a really good organization in terms of defense and how they do it. And then you know, obviously, you have a good system over there in Helsinki too, where you know they 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 do what they're good at. Those guys are, you know, that's it. Yeah, those are just a couple that come off the top. Like I mean, since I've been here and. I, they have a good system, but it's a, it, it'll be tough, man. It'll be tough, but it'll be good to just have good competition all around because I know it's going to be everybody's doing their part. Yeah, I think a lot of people are looking forward to the season because, you know, people are not really sure who is going to win this year. There's a lot of big signings and a lot of movement and, and stuff going on. So it's going to be a great year, definitely. And as yeah, you yeah. said, there are some top teams out there and trying to pinpoint one. It's always yeah. difficult, but we like to put you on the spot here at AFF. Yeah, so, no, it's, it's all good. I <laughs> love it. Yeah, I love it, man. You have to. What is it about the Senioki Crocodiles that should convince us that you guys are legitimate title contenders this season? Um, Yeah, like I said before, you know, we just seeing the team work together and kind of seeing guys step up to even more roles where, where before guys were kind of young and getting used to it. Now people have been around and they've seen, like, how close we've kind of, uh, come, and I think people were kind of kind of getting sick of that feeling. So just the way everybody has been coming together and really trying to bring up the culture even more and like get over the little hump, having more experienced guys around, it gives everybody a little bit of little extra hunger. And then on top of that, just off the field, the way everybody's been coming together, everybody's been collabing, and I think that's good. Like just for any organization, as much as you want to do on the field, a lot of a lot of that contributes to off the field because you know that just elevates how you play so guys are coming in with a different attitude different mindset different mentality nice anyone on your team that we should look out for this season like who are we expecting big things from who are we going to see who's going to shine oh uh, man uh i think a big one uh zach coming back i think just because it was just the, the situation was very tough you know yeah in, the injuries like, last year i mean yeah, with the qbs yeah, and was, stuff must have been crazy so like just coming in like your first game kind of getting ready to get a taste of the league and, and that happening. So I think him seeing like seeing how the whole league is played and how it is and just what he does on the offensive side of the ball, I think he'll have a big year and he, he's ready for a comeback season.
Nice. Love that. And just lastly, um, Chris, thanks for coming on to the podcast and talking to me and, and best of luck for the upcoming season. We all can't wait to watch the season. So great things always expected from yourself as a player. You know, you're always in our MVP candidate kind of conversation. So best of luck this season with the Crocodiles and hopefully it goes well for you. Oh, uh, yeah, I appreciate that, man. Thank you guys for having me on. And yeah, I think we're all looking forward to a, to a good year this year. So can't wait. What about keys to success for the Crocs? Like, what do they need to do this season to get back to the playoffs and even give a run for the uh, Maple Bowl? They need to keep their QB healthy this year. That's for sure. Mm. They had problems with their quarterback last season with quarterback health. They've re-signed Zach Whitehead. Um, but they just got to keep him healthy. And then also it's just putting that into practice, you know, not leaning too much on Christian Powell. We know what Christian Powell's going to do. Like, we know he's going to be a force to be reckoned with, but maybe not being so predictable and changing it up, looking at that pass game as well, setting up that play action with the Christian Powell run game and not being too one-dimensional. Okay. At some point, you've got to move on from Christian Powell. Not saying that he can't be, you know, the contributor, but he can't be all you have. And then just looking like the signings and what we just talked about earlier, obviously they intend to invest in their secondary and their defense. With this team, for them to be successful, agreeing with you, of course, is that if you can slow down the other offenses, you have Christian Powell. A lot easier game to, you know, say, hey, we just got to score 21, 28 points. We got to score four touchdowns compared to Christian Powell. We need you to put up 40, 50. That's just not going to happen. Well, it's still possible he's Christian Powell. But <laughs> for them you know to be, gonna do it. He's yeah, do he's, it. Still, he's still might do it anyways. Even looking at this team over the past, like the games where they have excelled have been those games where it's been low scoring and close. I mean, their identity is if you give us a chance, we just might do it. They've invested heavily on the defensive side to give themselves a chance. And if they want to be successful, all they have to do is perform and stop other offenses and maybe spread the ball out a little bit. Christian Powell is actually more effective when he's not the only person that can get the ball. Let's talk about some of the obstacles. What are some of the obstacles that this team's going to have to face to even make it back to the playoffs, nonetheless the Maple Bowl of all places? Again, just going back on not being one-dimensional, you know, they've got to have more strings to their bow. They've got to be able to run the ball. They've got to be able to pass the ball as well. Looking at their receivers, I mean, I don't really know what receivers they've signed this year. There hasn't been anything really released to say if they've signed any American receivers or any other European receivers. So I don't really know what weapons they've got this year. Obviously, no Nathaniel Robitaille this year. I think that's going to be an obstacle for them is finding legitimate weapons in the pass game. Who are they going to throw the ball to? At the moment, we just don't know. We do a preview on all the teams. So obviously I'm comparing in the back of my mind, this team, that team, this team, that team. A lot of teams, in terms of receivers, a lot of teams are relying heavily on domestic players or even European imports. There's a few American receivers out here this year, but not a lot. In my opinion, (laughs) this is just me throwing out random advice, guys, or random thoughts. I think that Sinioki is one of those teams that has decided that our receivers are going to be good enough. And obviously they haven't like put out names of everybody, but they have receivers that have been playing receiver in the Crocodiles organization. They have a lot of very young guys who probably could step up because let's just be honest, they're not going to pass it that much. Even with Christian Powell, you're going to get an eight-man box. 
you're in maybe a nine-man box at times. So all your receivers have to do is make a couple plays. Not a lot. You don't have to make a lot. But if you make those plays count, you'll be fine. I do think that it's going to be one of those situations where if this team gets behind in a game, everyone's going to be looking on the sidelines like, who could they go to besides CP? They've signed European receivers, you know, the likes of Timmy Thomas and, and Spencer Cutler. Like, they've, they've signed European guys. So um, It's all pre-CP, though. And that's what yeah, you got to think about, your, yeah, your import yeah. situation. You're looking for a Finn Kearns type. That's the most recent European receiver that has done well out here in the Maple League. I don't know. I'm just putting this out there. Maybe, maybe it's hard to draw that talent to Sinioki nowadays because of the international landscape of the sport. Yeah, I'm, t- I'm talking ELF, GFL, yeah. Super Series and stuff. I'm talking about there's some guys out there that I think would do well. I think there's a guy in Sweden named Matthew Retzloff that would be a perfect receiver for Sinioki Karkinals. And he yeah. plays for the Stockholm Bee Machines, which means by July 2nd, I mean July 9th, uh, he, he will be there. available. Those are the obstacles they have to overcome. What's really beneficial is, you know, being a Sinioki, they have a, a pretty consistent identity as a team. Culture is solid there, but they do have to fight. They have a lot of traveling for the games. There's no more Vasa right there. So that's four games a year that cut down on your travel that you for sure can get your whole squad there. There is no more of those games. They will have to travel for any of their away games. That's it for this episode of American Football in Finland. Hope it was worth the listen. Any last words before we get out of here, guys? Q, you got anything you want to say to the people out there? Uh, I'm just looking forward to the season, looking forward to some some great plays being made and seeing uh, what team is, is going to edge out at the front. First thing is for everyone to get their Rutu subscription to make sure they don't miss all the games so they know what we're talking about and just, yeah, just get on the season and get excited because like Q said, that's going to be a good one. What about you, Chris? I just can't wait for the season. It, it's definitely one of those years. I think it is still open. I don't think it's all going to be Corpio. I think there's a few teams that are going to be in contention and I can't wait to see uh, those matchups this year. It's going to be great. Yeah, we're excited for the season, man. Good luck to all the teams. If we say something you don't like, let us know. If we say something you do like, let us know. You know, we we enjoy, you know, when people tell us we're doing a good job as well as when we're doing it back. If you enjoy the show, please follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to give us five stars as well. Anything less will let us know that you are a hater. You can also follow us on the gram and Facebook at American Football in Finland. Until next time, never forget T-I-F. We go. American Football in Finland.